Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. We would like to acknowledge that this podcast meeting is being held on Aboriginal land, the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and we would like to pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging, and their multiple birth parents of children with disabilities who are part of the Association for Children with a Disability. This podcast contains truth, laughter and the occasional F word. It's not suitable for children, people. Hello, Mandy. Hi, Kate. Here we are. Yes. Recording in the daytime. Yes. Principal Hose and Principal Jones. Yeah, well, I'm just year level coordinator. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. I am the principal. Yep. yep. <laughs> and I was a canteen lady today. I made the cheesy mite scrolls without the Vegemite. Yeah. <laughs> just the cheesy Yeah, scroll. cheesy scroll. <laughs> <laughs> and we've had a vicious cold snap in yeah. uh, the southeast of Australia. It's very cold. We're back so in our Udis. It's like 2019. It is. Udis yeah. are back. Yeah. When we first started recording the podcast we were yes, freezing we were freezing but we were doing it at night but now thanks to this global pandemic <laughs> we can actually do it after school after hours school. during the day <laughs> so, anyway hello peas welcome to any new listeners yes we just wanted to say hello and welcome because we usually do that at the end we do and i thought maybe we should do it at the beginning it's a nice thing <laughs> Because maybe they don't listen all the way to the maybe. end. But hello, stay listening. It's yeah. worth it. Yeah. Because we've got a really interesting person to chat to today. Yes. So today we are going to be chatting to um, a friend of ours who we've never met but is definitely a friend. Yes. Called Karen. Hello, Karen. Hello. How are you? We are all good. Yes. We're excited to have you on today. We really are. It is great to be here. <laughs> so we will get to why Karen is um, on our podcast, but first of all, she has to answer the three P That's right. questions. That's right. <laughs> so our first question that we ask our P's is, is there a song or a band or a piece of music that gets you either through bad times or that you listen to when you're happy? You know what? I actually quite like some silence. <laughs> <laughs> I live with two teenagers and yep. uh, I listen to their music quite a lot and it's yes. not my favourite. And you know what? Just a little bit of peace and quiet 
oh, that's just the best. Yes. <laughs> that's true sometimes. It's the reverse. Yeah. Yeah. It feels yeah. weird though yeah. to me when there's absolutely no noise. It's actually a worry, isn't it? And yeah. there's no noise. Yeah, and you're like, why is everything so quiet? What's going mm. on? I'm just thinking about the Dharma Yim song from Eurovision, The Sound of Silence. Oh. Yes. That's, <laughs> it's just coming to my mind. <laughs> so, yeah, it is nice to have a bit of silence. That's a good answer. We yeah. Acceptable answer. Yeah, okay. Yep. <laughs> Especially when you may have little pea shoots running around. <laughs> That's right. There's no right or wrong. No, no right or wrong. No. No. Okay, so... Oh, I was going to ask. Okay, yeah. so Karen, did you win any awards at school? Oh, I did win the debating prize. Ah, oh, excellent. And what was which that is, prize? Which is, look, oh, what did we get? Maybe we got a book, you know, <laughs> and you got a, got a stand-up at assembly. Yeah. Um, but it is probably good for my job. I think that's that kind of set me up. Yes, I, I think agree. very good for your job. Yes. Yes, so that's an award that actually was because of an ability that you had, <laughs> not just a token award. That's right. No, but so, though some friends did give me a soapbox for my 21st. Oh. And I think that's awesome. <laughs> Bit of an indicator. Maybe. What a great <laughs> present. Oh, they know you. That's, That's beautiful. Awesome. So that leads very beautifully onto why are you a P or a P friend, Karen? So I am a P because I have uh, two teenage boys. My uh, eldest son, who's 15, has an intellectual disability. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I kind of relate to the two Ps because while they are a year apart, uh, they arrived as a pair in foster care um, with us oh, when they were toddlers. Right. Wow. I've got chills down my back. What a beautiful story. So they arrived with little cardboard um, crowns on oh. and uh, so we went from zero to two very quickly. Wow, oh, you that sure is, did. That is basically getting multiples, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> So I've always kind of, you know, identified with that twin experience. Yes. Yes. So how old were they? They were not quite one and two. Oh, oh boy. Wow. You were like, wham, we're in. <laughs> Straight to toddlers. <laughs> we're not laughing at you. We're laughing oh. in shock. <laughs> yeah. Now, quite some time ago, I've recovered. Oh, what a woman. <laughs> wow, good for you. I don't know if I ever recovered from having toddler twins. So. Yeah. <laughs> and so they've been with you that whole time. Then did you adopt them or what does that look like? Yeah, so here in Victoria, there's something called permanent care, which yes. is where you become the permanent family. So that's, uh, that's what we are. Ah, yep. right. Oh, oh, that is beautiful. Oh, how great. And so... For our listeners, what is your what is your job? Oh yes, that's right. My <laughs> professional job as well. So I am the CEO of the Association for Children with Disability. Oh, and we, how long have you been doing that? Yeah, I've been here around eighteen months, but the organisation is forty this year. Yes. And you know, I think forties is a good year. Yes, yes, you should have a big fortieth if you weren't in lockdown in pandemic. <laughs> We had some plans. We're changing them. Oh, <laughs> yes, that's, that's, shame, that's everybody's it? story at the moment. Yes. Yeah, we're yeah. changing plans. Yeah. Um, Were you a member of the association before you be- started working there? How did you know about it? 
Yeah, look, I had been and receiving their, you know, their newsletters yes. and their information and yes. just finding that really helpful. And then I saw the job and I went, oh, ooh, <laughs> I think I get to give that a really good go. Oh. So it is a, it's a privilege to have this job. Oh. Like it's leading a great team of people and um, we talk about that the driving force of our organisation is our love for our families and mm. I think, you know, that's that's what it is all about. Yes, mm. yes. And so for some of our um, listeners who maybe identify as rectums, um, <laughs> can you tell us what your association does? Yeah, absolutely. So in short, we advocate for children with disability and we do that in a number of ways. So we've kind of got our sort of our four pillars of how we work um, the first is to provide information. I mean, while there is so much so much information out there, it's a bit of information overload. Mm. We try and make it really child focused, really accessible. Nothing longer than two pages. Yeah. Um, and to just keep it up, whether it's on our website or through our Facebook, so that people have just the latest information that they need for their child and family. We then have a great support line. So this is a service where you can just ring when you have got an issue that your child is facing or you as a family are facing. And our amazing team just help people perhaps identify, okay, often often it feels like there's loads of issues. So sometimes it's good to kind of prioritise and identify what is the key one. Yes. And then what are the ways of addressing that and resolving that? So many of the issues relate to school. Or yeah. relate to the NDIS. Yes. And how to kind of, what are the next steps? What's the next step to raise it, to try and get it resolved, to have a review, all those types of things. And just to kind of walk side by side with people as they're doing that mm-hmm. and be that sort of touch point and, and just build their capacity to do that. We also run about 100 workshops across Victoria yes. each year. Wow. Uh, one of our most popular is advocating for your child at school. <laughs> yes. <laughs> funny that. Very funny. Um, but some of that is about building confidence. Mm. You know, our confidence as families, how to raise issues and, and what actually you can ask for and, and what should be happening. Mm. Uh, and so I think that's, yeah, like they're just really important ways of families kind of um, connecting with others and building their skills. And then all of that work means we're connecting with thousands of families across Victoria and we just hear, you know, what really is happening. Mm. And I then take that information and we do what is, I guess, systemic advocacy, trying to change systems. Mm. Um, I meet with MPs, I meet with bureaucrats, I write, you know, responses to sort of inquiries that the NDIS is doing or government is doing. And just really always try and say, this is what families are experiencing and this is what some of our recommendations are. Oh, that's, that's just, yeah, huge round of applause. Yes, I was about to clap. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh. a, it's a massive role. Yeah. It's, well, it's a team effort and yes. that's what makes it work. Yeah, absolutely. So what, how many of you yeah. are there? So there's 16 in our team. Uh, everybody's part-time. So uh, yep. we've got a little little office Um just in Surrey Hills, we share a space with Epilepsy Foundation. Uh-huh. Yep. And, but we, we really do work across the whole state and yep. uh, spread out as wide as possible. Yep, yep, fair enough. And I know a few of our P's have said, oh, we 
were having this huge issue at school and we just didn't know what to do. And then we rang ACD and we got answers and advocacy. So they've been in tears telling us how amazing it is. So you must get um, parents on both ends of that spectrum, like so frantic and then so relieved once help's been given. Look, absolutely. I think a lot of what people say is, oh, someone just understood. Yeah. Understood the circumstance my family's in and yeah. really listened and empathised mm. and then gave some practical steps. Let's yeah. try this. Let's make this the first step you take. Um, and and I think we do. We just get a lot of families saying to us that was so helpful. Mm. Well, isn't that really powerful when you can offer someone in distress some ease of mind? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you you can't always fix it, and often no. there's not a, there's not a quick fix. Um, no. But I think sometimes even just with the knowledge, yes, there's an issue, and we're going to work with you to try and help something change. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think Mandy and I were saying I don't know if it was last week or the week before on one of our episodes about um, because currently in the state of Victoria, well, in the whole world, there's a Um, corona pandemic and our children aren't currently at school so other states are gradually going back maybe by the time this comes out next Thursday there'll be something different but I don't think so I think we'll still be at home Mm. and so we were saying how for children who have funded aids or are at private schools and get some sort of aid funding um, they're getting nothing and not even a phone call so that whole I hear you thing I think can't be um, happening. Yeah, people just need someone to say, look, we're really sorry that your aide isn't with you today, but here's a phone call. So, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm assuming that just you taking the phone call from people, it's even good if enough. you can't help them, sometimes it's so powerful to yeah. be listened to. Uh, yeah. I think it is really powerful and I think it's also powerful to hear that it's okay to ask for these things. Some mm. of these things mm. we are in we're in such a difficult circumstance right now. And as you say, for those students all learning from home here in Victoria, so challenging. How, um, did, how did you feel when that all came about as a CEO and also mm, as a mummy? What what was your how did you feel? I think I think when when we first went on to school holidays, it was a relief. Yeah. Thank goodness we're at school holidays, yes. we're all at home. Me too. Great. Yeah. I think when the announcement came that it was going to be learning from home for the whole of term two and mm. Victoria is the only state that's announced that, that's, I mean, July is, is like the moon. The moon <laughs> time away. It really it's is like the moon. <laughs> um, and we know, you know, we know the families for whom that is just going to be so difficult. Mm. Um, and so we have just been, this is, this is the issue we are speaking up about all the time. I am speaking to politicians about this every week. Oh. Um, my son, I'm working very closely with Amaze, which is sort of the peak body yes. for autism yes. in Victoria, mm. which is such a great organisation. We're meeting weekly with senior sort of bureaucrats and leaders in the education department. And and at times that just feel like, well, we know, you know, I don't have things to report to sort yes. of say this is what's going to happen. But yeah. um, we are absolutely speaking up and um and sometimes just trying to raise some practical options, like what about some staggered attendance? Yes. Um, or what about if siblings can go to school, that we need to have some options that do take into account social distancing. That's what that's what we're all in, mm-hmm. but how can we just make it a little more manageable for, for families? 
That mm. just make, brings tears to my eyes and I just want to say thank you. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, it's, it is what um, we, when we hear the stories from families, that's what gives us that energy and the impetus just to keep going. Keep going, yeah. yeah. Keep it's going. so important. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I think um, it is impossible. Remote learning is probably impossible even when you're neurotypical unless you're very focused and you understand everything that the teacher or Google Classroom is telling you. Um, so we acknowledge that for everybody. This is a really oh, tough term, yeah. really tough. Um, and then, you know, it's just like saying, oh, well, you know, that was a, that's a little molehill that parents are having to climb. And then when you add additional needs and disabilities, it's Mount Everest, oh. you know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, well beyond anything we were ever prepared for. Mm. We wasn't like in January someone said, oh, come April, you might have to be educating your child at home. So we're going to put all these things <laughs> into, mm. no, we just, all... and I get we all are in it together. I do get that. Yeah. But I don't understand why there hasn't been even just, you know, um, someone saying we understand this is really hard. A politician. Mm. That's all. Just saying this is really hard. And that would when, have meant the world to oh, me yep. if someone said that from a politician. That would have meant so yeah. much. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. I have raised that directly. <laughs> I bet you have. <laughs> um, because I agree. I think it does, does just go a, a little way to feeling like, okay, we're not forgotten. Yes. 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 Yeah. Because lots of people have had very deserved shout-outs like frontline workers, um, teachers who are trying to manage this really impossible situation, trying to teach from their bedrooms. You know, it's really hard. Um, so I don't see why there can't be a little shout-out. Shout to the out carers. To the carers and parents yeah. of children that are, are vulnerable or have a disability. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we definitely give that shout-out because we can see them and hear them and mm. know what that situation is. And and they're living it ourselves. And yes. So, yep. Yeah. That's um. I mean, that's a really core part of our organisation. Is so many of us are parents or siblings of children with disability, and yes. so mm. really, yeah, it's very close to our heart. How are you managing as principal and CEO? That's a very <laughs> big job. <laughs> it's a big job. I like to think of myself as deputy principal, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yep. Um. Look. Um, it, look, it's tricky. I certainly um, one of my kids is is pretty engaging with the with the learning that they're doing, and yes. their high school is doing some. I feel like they're doing a pretty impressive job. Yeah. They're running like a Zoom class at the start of every class, yes. um, which means you're not, you know, as a parent, you're not the ones going. Uh, are you on to maths now? Like, yes. oh, look, yeah, yeah. She's yep. kind of, you know, we're on to maths now. Yeah. Um, yep. My other P is probably much less engaged, yes. and we're just kind of going with that for the moment. Yes. Yeah. We're yep. going for overall well-being. Yes, I, I've chosen that too. But I, yeah. I've been super impressed with my beautiful daughter with the intellectual disabilities school. They've tried real. They're, they're doing a great job. Mm. Um, and just to see her this morning, click into her own Zoom by herself, I'm very proud of her. And yeah. I was just sitting there thinking, I'm going to cry. I'm so proud of her for joining Zoom. Yeah. You know? And then <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm not ever saying that about her other siblings. <laughs> but that's kind of how it feels when you think that something is so impossible, mm. and then. They they give you a little glimmer of that they can do some of these things. 
things. Yeah. Look, and I've heard that from families about telehealth, you know, feeling like, oh, doing speech therapy by Zoom or OT, that's just not going to work. And um, one of my colleagues just said, actually, I learned quite a few Zoom features from my Yes. (laughs) (laughs) He was onto it and, and actually, you know, really participated and was quite excited to show the speech therapist, oh, this is something I've got displayed in my bedroom. Let yes. me take you Yes. You know, there's going to be little wins like that that are actually that are positive and, yes. and good for our kids. Yeah. And I was um, talking to, so my daughter's a paediatric OT and she was, um, she's got all the Zoom stuff set up in the study and she's doing all her consults. It's funny when you walk past and you see her dancing or Aww. whatever, trying to engage children. But she said often she'll see siblings off to the side and she's like, I can tell they're really jealous. Like, because she'll <laughs> yes. say to the mum, oh, let's make a Play-Doh hedgehog today yeah. or whatever. And so the kids are having a great time and she's making it and they're making the, all the other siblings, how come I don't get to do this? Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. So she said it's nice for them to be the ones that are but, getting the attention yes. and the others are missing out. Not that anyone wants to miss out, no. but, you know, like. They're made to feel special. Yeah. Yeah. So she said it's yeah. whilst extremely challenging, it also has been really nice. And I think I actually think for some families they will kind of go, you know what? I want to continue yes. some oh, of the options. Of course, so, if you're you know, if you're in the country, um, yeah. I mean, yes. it's life changing. You don't have to drive for four hours to get to the Royal Children's or something just for someone to say, um, yes, uh, you need to keep going with this yeah. physio exercise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like I've got friends that live in the country. They get up at 4 a.m. to drive down to the Mm. children's for appointments in the morning. Yep. You know, if that stuff can change. If your house is really busy or you're having a time where you're over, you've got too much sensory overload and then you can just do it at home. Yes. How how amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I think there will be be some things like that. You think actually some of this is going to make a few little things easier in the future. Yeah. Yeah, we've yeah. definitely learnt a lot from it. And I was um, saying to Mandy before, what I've really learnt is um, how hard it is. Like we're interviewing you now, but we can't see you. Um, and how many cues I take from being with people all the time. And then we've dropped our kids, some of whom have additional needs or disabilities, into classrooms where they can't see all their friends. Their friends are little mm. tiny circles down the bottom of a screen. They can't read the social cues. And I'm just aware of how much they have to work to to fit in. Yeah. And how hard it is for me. Like I would much rather if you were here in the pod bar with us and we could, you know, gauge off you like that. Um, and I'm aware that even though our kids have done amazing work with this, how hard it is for them. Like we've had a lot oh. of tears, a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, people just, it's, and I think, you know, for children and depending on their ages, their understanding of what's happening and mm. uh, and for little children just that sort of not not understanding why they can't go to school or see yes. grandparents. Mm. But for teenagers, bigger questions about, well, what does this mean? And mm. really, how long is this going to go on? I mean, they're big questions to be, to be worrying about. Yes. Yeah, and I think... We don't know either. Um, no. One of my boys is very germ conscious and so he's like, well, what's going to happen when we go back? Like is someone going to guarantee that everything's going to be clean? And like I, that anxiety he's already taking on for something that's not even happening yet. Mm. So I think this whole um, 
pandemic has really <laughs> brought out additional parenting skills that we didn't know that we needed. Yeah. Maybe you need to get him some uh, some cleaning rolls at home. <laughs> <laughs> true. True, <laughs> true. Take that focus to good use. <laughs> Your house will be clean in no time. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about the families that are um, different to Kate and mine that have children with severe disabilities mm. and how do you think they're managing at this time or do you know? Look, yeah, look, we have spoken to so many of yeah. those families and I think um, I think in some ways the best way to describe it is it, it really does depend on each of the families. I think mm. some are like, you know what, we're hunkered down. Yeah. We're hunkered down, we're okay. Yep. Um we, we, you know, we're getting the food deliveries from the supermarket because we've got an NDIS plan and we've yes. prioritised for that. Yes. We've decided, some have decided not to have support Port workers come into the home. They're yeah. just, they just know. Yep. Others are, of course, just absolutely, it's, their children are so distressed and I think yes. probably that, that's often yeah. the factor that makes the difference. I think mm. if you've got a child that's kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm home and, it's a safe, fun place and mm. my parents are here and they're okay. Yes. But I think if you've got a child who's just really distressed and, mm. um, you know, wanting to see grandparents, wanting to go to school, not understanding why they can't, mm. uh, and that the behaviour is getting just more and more challenging. Yes. Mm. the ones for whom it is just such a, it's such a, you know, just such a long time. Um. And look, there is some flexibility about NDIS plans and what you can do with them. But I mean, the NDIS, I always refer to it, it's like life admin on steroids. Yes, oh my word. So, yes, there is some flexibility to perhaps change a child's plan around, get some support workers in. But, you know, you as the family have got to take all those steps to make that happen. That, yes. That is a lot of work to do. It yep. is. And they, a lot of those parents are working or trying oh, to work. Trying to, absolutely. Such, I'm not too sure how some people do that, absolutely. Um, no. That is a real struggle. And I think some people are thinking, but I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to quit my job yeah. because I'm teaching. And, you know, what a... Um, position to be in to have to make that decision. The ultimate yeah. unfairness as a P family. Yeah. Because you know? mm, yeah, probably already absolutely. found a job that, that is flexible. That's flexible. Yeah. yeah. I know I've yeah. had a couple of friends of mine whose children um, yeah, um, have disabilities or additional needs on the phone, probably one a day crying, yeah. just going, I, I, can't, I can't do it today, today I can't do it and I don't know when this is going to end and... Um, I just think that's a tiny tip of the iceberg of yeah. the people that I know, you yes. know. And even my um, friends whose children maybe just have mild dyslexia have just realised how hard it is to do all your work while looking at a screen, then trying to write something down quickly, then not be able to go back and ask the teacher. Um, so I think it's really shone a spotlight in some ways on how unfair the classroom is because <laughs> the parents the parents can see it. Yes. And I don't mean teachers. We have heaps of respect for teachers. I mean the actual the whole system. system. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's been. And is that that's a big part of your role is going into or speaking to schools, Karen? Tell us about what that's like. Yeah. So uh, I tend to speak directly with the um, education, education department, department. and yeah. the yeah. <laughs> bureaucrats there and the, 
really clear about these are the these are the system issues mm. um, and that things like that sort of tailoring of um, learning activities to students with disability, it, I think often in the classroom it happens a little bit on the fly. Like the class yeah. teacher does that great classroom teaching and engaging, then sort of sets everyone off doing their learning activities and then sort of goes, oh, heck, better come up with something for, you know, this Yes, yes exactly. Yes, yes. Yep. And actually it needs a little more you know, thought mm. and preparation than that and, um, you know, which does always come down to time and resourcing and, you know, again, we don't criticise individual teachers and there are so many. No, no, no. Of course, yeah, they do. Yeah. But to be able to do that, you do need you do need the time and, the, you know, the skills and capacity to go, okay, well, how am I going to get to engage that child and give them something that they, that's really authentic that they can do and demonstrate their learning and understanding. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is just a selfish question for me, but when you go to the education department, is there certain people for the special schools? Is there a certain person for the SDSs? Is there a certain people for funded Kinsey Mainstream? Or is it one person? (laughs) <laughs> Look, there is a whole section. I hope, I hope so. I was just um, like, wow, there's so many differences. Like how can anybody? Yeah. Look, there is um, an executive director for inclusive education and that broadly covers all students with disability. Right. Um, and then obviously there is a particular focus on those in specialist settings, um, those with the program with students with disability funding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those students are split across mainstream schools and special schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, got it. Thank you. That was just my little question that popped into my head. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing that there'd have to be a pretty big tape, but I was just interested. <laughs> because they're all they're all very different settings. Oh ah. yeah. Very different. Yeah. But sometimes the issues yeah, sometimes the issues are similar and mm. sometimes yeah, and sometimes they are really different. But um we are always about I mean I think one of the things I reflect on is that for the parents that started our organisation, um, children with disability didn't even have the right to yes. attend the local mainstream. Yes. Mm. You know, these things have changed. Yes. Thank, oh, thank goodness. Choice. There are now. They do have rights and there mm. are, um, they're established in legislation and, mm. um, and they're the things that we can always just keep coming back to. doesn't matter what school they're at. It doesn't matter what type of disability you have these are the rights that these children have yes yeah oh important Beautiful. work amen 
What is your um, dream for the future for your association? Oh, I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> I like to refer to us that we're kind of boutique. You know, we're not about to, we don't actually want to be really big because in yes. fact that would, I think, indicate that there's, you know, um, even more issues. And in fact, you know, we are about connecting people with each other to mm. to to advocate for their own child and support each other in that. So I think our boutique little size being really nimble being really responsive to mm. what the issues are right now that's really key yes um I think we've got a place like I don't think we're going anywhere anytime soon no. um and I think actually that focus on children is so key you'd never know that 50 percent of NDIS participants are children yeah you look yes. at the NDIS website and the discussions about the NDIS it's often very adult-focused. Yeah, it is, yes. actually. I didn't think about that. Either have I. Yeah, even I've though got two, two children's plans in my family. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. teenage actually, language. Even speak about it as a teenager. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, I, you know, that importance of just always going, actually, come on, there's a, these are children and families who need to communicate differently for that. I think that's really important. Mm, um, yes. We are just going to be there, Yes, um, really are championing that. Oh, thank you yeah, on behalf yeah. of my family. Yeah. <laughs> Even my husband got his back today. He's got a hearing loss and he has had his plan um, approved and I've, I've been in this system for like three or four years and I said, I still don't know what this means. <laughs> He's like, oh, well, you will know what this means. I was like, I actually, I'm sorry, I'm a dud. <laughs> so we've got, that's for me, I have a support coordinator. I can't manage it on my own. I'm, you know, it's just the sort of person I am. I wish I could, but I can't. So. No, you've got enough on your plate. Yeah, I know, but other people can do it. And then I think, why can't I? But it's because I just. It's because you're running a really successful podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. You know. <laughs> But, but a good support worker is worth their rating gold. Yes. Like that, oh, my gosh. can really help your child's plan. And uh, I would just like to say, even if you don't have support coordination right now, this is one of the changes the NDIS has made um, because of uh, the pandemic. You can now get a support coordinator. Oh, right. Oh. So even if it wasn't yes. if it wasn't approved. In, ah, that's amazing. Please hear that. Oh, yeah. Go and get them. Yeah. So go and get them. So speak to your your all oh, these lovely acronyms, pick your local area coordinator or, coordinator, um, or just ring the NDIS um, mm. hotline and select five for their COVID <laughs> Yeah, great. That's helpful. That came with hand signals that didn't really go anywhere. Uh, <laughs> five. Don't worry. I'm, I'm using okay. my hands all the time. No one can see them. And also they have said that we are eligible for iPads and maybe even some fitness equipment, I've been told. Mm-hmm. That's right. So you can, if you if your child needs an iPad to access the telehealth for so those sessions yep. with the speech therapist, ah. you can purchase that as part of your child's plan. Yes. Again, you do need to get um, just the sign-off from your local area coordinator or ICCI coordinator. Yep. Um, but there's now like a line item in plans and things like that. So it's uh, it's definitely possible to do it. Of course, schools are also providing laptops and iPads yes, for yes. families that don't have them for everyone in the family. So, and I think some schools have been so responsive with that. So, I think really, um, yeah, speak to your child's school as well. That's always not. Yeah, good. that's good. That's helpful to hear that. But even like the iPad for just say everyone goes back to school, doing their telehealth after school or on the weekends, mm. that 
You yeah. know, it's, I, I remember asking for an iPad three years ago and they said, no. no. Yeah. And I just thought, what do you mean? No, this is the <laughs> biggest deal. Yep. And I was just, I just, just like felt despair because I thought this is actually would have been a game changer. Uh, yeah. And instead we bought it, we found the money, that's okay. But um, I'm glad it's happening. I want everyone yeah. to go and get one right now. Yeah. And I think as well, even though school might go back, a lot of the doctors and yes. appointments may still stay on telehealth That's right. because we had our uh, we had a pediatrician appointment via telehealth this week, and he was saying to my boys, "I'm doing this to keep you safe, yeah, because I'm coming in contact with hospitals where they, there may be corona. So telehealth may stay for months. Yes, after all this." Like not that our life's going to go back to normal, but after school goes back, so the iPad is still going to be really important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I do think you're right. Telehealth will continue for quite some time. Mm. There is also one other change um, that the NDIS has announced, which is that um, if you've got funding in capacity building, so those things that do pay for therapy, yep. it is possible at the moment to shift some of that into core, ah. which where you can um, then get a support worker to come into the home. Ah, yes. Now, yes. I mean, for some families where you've only got capacity building, it might feel like a really difficult decision. Do I want to mm. reduce that speech yes. for the time being? But if, if that's what's going to work best for your child right now and for you as a family, mm. have someone come in for a few hours a week, it is a bit of respite for you as a yep. family, but it's also obviously another adult for your child to engage with and, Either yeah. play activities or even some of their learning activities. So um, people I, should definitely I think cannot about that. talk more highly about having a support worker in our family. I can't. She has changed our lives. She comes and I just want to kiss her when she walks through the door. Yeah. <laughs> and because she's doing lots of schoolwork, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, she's helping my um, Molly with her schoolwork so that I can um, be troubleshooting with my nine-year-old and helping the twin and mm, mm. making food that they won't eat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but um, and I've been able to find a little bit more money to have her a little bit more at this time, and I, I yeah, I'm times. speechless about what the difference that's yeah. made. Mm. And it, it is something for I know friends that don't have support workers mm. that are eligible for them, and I know it's a big deal to have someone in your house, and it's a big deal to trust someone. Mm. Um, so I get that. Uh, but if and when you can find one, they're life-changing. Oh, yeah. yeah. So if I can give a little plug, we have done a two-page fact sheet just to ha- how to go about finding a support worker. Oh, great. Worker. Thank Beautiful. you. And just how to structure your plan. So that is just on our, our website. Um, and we'll, and we'll put a link to your website in our show notes. Uh, it's acd.org.au. I've got it up here while yeah. I'm looking at it. Yeah. Perfect. So, I also follow you on uh, Facebook. I do like to comment every now and then. Yes. <laughs> Well, I think it's one of the few clubs that Mandy and I are members of together. Yes, well, there you go. <laughs> um, you can like each other's comments. We yeah, <laughs> well, that's okay, I'm all right. And is there is this association Australia-wide or is it specific to Victoria? We are Victorian. So yes. we do have, we've got a sister organisation, Association for Children with Disability, down in Tasmania. Oh. Yes. And we've sort of got some cousins in New South Wales. Oh, tell us all their names. <laughs> So in New South Wales, there's Family Advocacy New South Wales. Right. And in Australia, there is Kalparin. Right. Which is based at the uh, Royal Perth Children's Hospital. Oh, terrific. Right. Well, they are both great organisations, well worth connecting with. Yeah, thank you. And there's a small fee, isn't there? 
It's not much. Actually, you know what? We've gone free. Oh, we, ah. Actually, we have, I think that, free. yes, I think that's right. Yes. We are, because you know what? We are, we are government funded and that is fantastic. It's fantastic. We, we are funded partly by the education department. Oh, awesome. You know, we, we <laughs> well, congratulations on that. That's great. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, we're able to run workshops around advocating for child at school funded by the education department. Oh, so that's a great thing. Maybe Kate and I should come. <laughs> we should. <laughs> You're paying for us. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Um, so we are, you know what, we are open to all families with children with disability in Victoria, children aged zero to 18. So we're just like, you know what, some of that membership fee thing, it was actually more took more time to organise than it yes, did to Yes, I'm sure. We went, oh, let's just think that yeah yeah and so how often does the magazine come out we do a monthly email newsletter oh email Um, okay sorry it used to be the magazine well we've we've gone you know email now yeah 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 Yeah, fair enough got it yeah yeah Yeah, you have to that comes out at the start of each month and as you say on facebook we we post really regularly particularly at this time you know just what are some of these announcements what does that mean Mm. in terms of ndis or in terms of education and we just got the accurate information straight up there yes yeah. well I mean, done never Thank have you. we been so information seeking in our lives I don't think just what what what's this announcement mean today what does it mean for my family what does it mean for the NDIS so yeah thanks for keeping it updated yeah. I really yeah. appreciate it thank you because mm. I know I can trust you guys to tell me what's really happening yeah yeah and that's I, we take that really you know that responsibility really clearly that's mm. that is our job and um, we've got a great team of people that are, we've got one person reviewing the NDIS website every day and one reviewing health information oh, and one reviewing wow. education. So we can, we've got that team and therefore we're able to do this. Oh, wow. Well, I could not review those websites every day. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your skill. It's not my skill. <laughs> <laughs> Have we missed anything, Karen, that you would love to say about ACD? Look, I oh it's been so great to talk about it. Look, I do. Um, we'd love people to follow us on Facebook because they will get the latest information there. Yes. Um, particularly at this time of learning from home, mm. we have heard some some options that some schools are providing around attending um, sort of scheduled days. So not every day, but some days, and yep. that being sort of shared amongst students. We've heard options of siblings being able to attend school. Um, we've had a teachers ringing one-on-one to provide, you know, that learning support to students. So those things are happening and sometimes you do need to sort of pick up the phone and ask. Yeah. Um, and then if that doesn't happen, feel free to contact either ourselves or um, the Department of Education also have a, a parent advice line and sometimes that can just help keep things moving, you know, mm. making sure that your child's school's doing those things as well. Yeah. Mm. I was saying to Mandy before, um, it's been a game changer for us. So we've been, our school has an amazing curriculum support area and they've just completely changed Buzz and Woody's program. Everything's been modified. And then they'll do a um, like oh, Zoom meeting on Microsoft Teams, but only with three or four kids in it and their um, ed support teacher that they trust and know because they won't speak up in the other groups or answer no. questions or don't even want their face on the screen. Um, but this person that they know and trust, and that has just been, a, this week has been so much better. Oh. 
because it's yeah. been, you know, everything's been modified and finally they've got, they're on a level playing field with everybody else. Yes. And it's yeah. just oh, the relief in the whole family, it's palpable. You can feel it. So it's, it's taken two weeks of phone calls, but it's really powerful once it works. Yep. Absolutely. And I think our message always to families is it's okay to ask. Yeah. You know, that's the, we, we always try and do it respectfully. We're part of a school community, but it is always okay to ask and mm. say, hey, I've heard this is happening somewhere else. Can we have a go at this? Yeah, thing? true. Yeah, because sometimes people, like it gives people ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I was just speaking to a friend before who's just was in tears about mm. her funded kids just, mm. you know, having a very hard time and it's it's awful to hear your friend feeling so in despair. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It really, really is. Yeah. It's, yeah, well, maybe she needs to give you a call. Yes, I think I'm going to suggest it. Yeah. Yeah. Please do. We're yes. really happy to, to speak to, to anybody in that situation. Yeah, yeah. fab. Thank yeah. you. Thank yep. you. Well, thank you. It's been so fab talking to you. We haven't finished, of course, because we've got to go through our... Laugh Cry Made a Difference. Have yes. you got any of those, Karen? Look, in terms of the pandemic, I cried when they shut the South Australian borders oh. because my family live in South Australia, my oh. mum and my sister. And mm. It was just the thing that made me go, oh, my gosh, mm. you know, yes. when you can't see your family. So and even thinking about it, I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> when are they going to reopen the South Australia? Yeah, because yeah. we just take for granted that we can live a distance apart, but we can get there. Uh-huh. And I never yeah. thought of a time that I wouldn't be able to fly somewhere and see someone I loved, but we can't. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that was my that was my cry moment. Look, I did laugh yesterday when I was going for a walk with my son, and he's great at what we call villain spotting. <laughs> I saw someone waiting at the tram stop and he said, oh, he looks he looks just like those robbers in Home Alone. I think we should, think we should cross the road. <laughs> and I just love those moments like because you've had a, you know, you've had a bit of a difficult day yes. and everyone's feeling a bit bored and then you just laugh. And then they just come out with a ripper. I mean, oh, they really yeah, do. This guy did look like one of the robbers from Home Alone. Oh, dear. Did anything make you cry, Mandy? I I watched Afterlife too. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, my goodness. Um, I just, I I watched, I think there were seven episodes. I just watched them all day last Sunday. I I ignored everyone in the family. I didn't care. Good. And I just watched episode after episode after episode and it was just as good as the first one. Yes. Yay. And it was just, um, I'm not really good at summing things up. So I'm just going to say I laughed really loud (laughs) and then I cried really hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was just another work of art it's just a, he has a gift of of the joy and the sadness and the joy and the sadness yes. and roller coaster like yes unbelievable Ricky Gervais so Afterlife 2 oh my goodness yeah if you haven't seen Afterlife 1 go and watch that yeah, you're some people might not be in the mood for it and that's okay yeah I know Bryony P was like nah, I didn't yeah. feel it so that's okay yeah I'm interested in the people that don't get that don't feel afterlife. Yeah. I'm interested in them more than I am myself. <laughs> like, I am why, because why? I'm like, why? I need to know why people don't get it because I just feel like I understand everything that's oh, going same. on. I just love it. But I haven't listened because in our house we've got rules 
And if something we've been waiting for for ages, then I have to wait for number one daughter and scholarship and myself to all be free at once. I don't like those rules. I don't like it either. No. But it's just we've, I don't even know how it started, but that's how it is. So okay, fair enough. One's got a uni thing and one's got something else. Even though we're not going out, we yeah, still find I it really busy. hard. <laughs> <laughs> because everyone's working at night when Buzz and Woody are in bed. Yes, that's right. <laughs> what made you cry, Kate? Um, so I didn't have like a massive crying week, which was really nice. I've probably had the best week since we yes. started lockdown. Yes, so, And I great. think that's because school has been handled. Um, but I did have a few tears watching um, the stress of being watching my boys in a Microsoft Teams meeting having to answer questions and even though people can't see them, the tears just rolling down their cheeks because oh. they have to speak in front of that class oh. and I think the teacher thinks they're doing the right thing by including them Yeah. but actually it's brutal <sighs> and what the teacher can't see is that number one daughter's writing down all the answers for them to say yes. just so they feel included and can do the work as quick as everybody else. Um, but it does make you cry. Yes. Like, you know, yeah. But we got through it and, um, you know, now they're just uh, cuddled up on the on the iPad. Perfect. <laughs> as most of them are. As most of them are. <laughs> Did you see that thing? I put it on our... Um, Instagram story it was like parents now saying that what was the equation it was like one hour of screen time is equal to one hour of screen time yeah. or something you know, like you're just on there the whole time <laughs> that's right we're all just fine with it yeah and did you have a make a difference Karen look maybe I'll talk about our organization because what we want to do is that children with disability and their families enjoy the same rights and opportunities yes. as all other children and yep. you know what it it sounds kind of a big thing but actually we're just trying to do that in lots of little ways every day absolutely thank you that's all we want yes that's it so it's a yeah it's a little thing and a big thing yeah yeah Yeah. and what about you mandy um we i've had a whole lot of birthdays so i had a friend turning 40 a friend turning 50 my husband's birthday my nephew my niece my brother's Mm, tomorrow mm, mm. and so even just um dropping around a present to their gate Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> you know, or just, I don't know, it's been joyful to just have some of those things to celebrate um, yeah. over their fence. Yeah, breaking at, up the monotony. Yeah, or just at their door. Yeah. Or trying to think how can we make this person feel a bit special during this time. Yeah, because so it's hard. It, yeah, and, um, you know, it's the first time my husband's been home all day on his birthday, <laughs> you know, working and <laughs> And just it was relaxed. Yes. And we weren't rushing to meet families and all that sort of stuff and we just sort of had a nice relaxed day together. Mm. Yeah. So, I don't know, just it was just something – it was good to think about people outside of our family even. Oh, it's, yeah, helping people. Yeah, and how could we just do a little thing to yeah. say to them that we appreciate them? Yeah, beautiful. Well, I've got two. The first one is a friend of mine owns a winery in the Yarra Valley and it's called Yarra Peaks. Uh-huh. And he messaged me and said, I've heard that um, you haven't really been having the peaks for your business. You've been having more of the, the troughs. Yes. I said, yes, I have. <laughs> Poor little instant impression is in a trough. Yes. And he said, well, I'm dropping you off some peaks. And he dropped me a, bo- a dozen bottles of wine. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Yarra Peaks was one of my make a differences. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. And he said, I can repay him with a hug, hug post pandemic. Great. <laughs> so it's pending. Oh, that's nice. Um, and the other make a difference was scholarship turned 19. Mm. 
and um, my best friend Rachel was there at her birth and oh. so she always makes her Anzac biscuits oh. because um, scholarship's birthday is Anzac Day. Yes. And she came and we stood in the driveway and she stood outside the gate <laughs> and handed over the um, Anzacs and we took a photo and it was just, it was really lovely. Yes. Because... It's a short amount of time you can be together, but it's just so it's lovely meaningful. to see people. Yes. And yeah. So that was definitely my, my make a difference. Oh. And they were beautiful Anzacs. Were they? Yes. She makes a really good one. Does she? She's yep. a good baker. She is. Yeah. So, and what about laugh? Well, you've had your laugh, Karen, with the baddies. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be greedy. If you know I am. <laughs> you I always more. do about five. <laughs> do you want to go or do you want me to go? Um, you go, Kate. Okay, so we, I have got a few laughs. I've been laughing a lot because oh, we're... Yeah, it feels better. Yeah, it does feel better. But um, we, the first laugh was, so um, on our website you can go and record a speak pipe. Yes. And people can, and so I my try favorite. and listen to them before the podcast. Yeah. And normally I have my headphones on. But there was no one around, I didn't think. And so I was listening to it and then Woody was actually on the couch, right? And so <laughs> I'm listening and, of course, the person talks for like a minute and a half. Yeah. And he just sits up and he goes, um, who is she actually talking to and why doesn't she let anybody answer her? <laughs> <laughs> of course, he thinks I'm on the phone. Of course. And this person's just blah, 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 blah and not giving me a break. Just... For 90 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> How cute. So it made me laugh a lot. Very and the cute. other thing was um, we did our telehealth with beautiful Shane, who we love, our paediatrician. Only two minutes late. Only two minutes late. That's the <laughs> least amount of time I've ever waited. <laughs> Sorry, Shane, but it has to be said. It does have to be said. Um, and he was going on this um, sort of uh, talking about three ways of remembering your learning, right? right? So this is one way and another way and another way. Anyway, it was taking a long time. And so Buzz just <laughs> mid-sentence goes, um, and for number three, Shane? <laughs> just, he was winding him up. Wind him up. <laughs> and Shane was killing himself laughing. And the other thing was that um, for some insane reason and – Oh, once the once stuff like this has been said, it's out there, and I know yep. people believe it of me. But Shane said to the boys, "And what do you think you could do to make school a bit easier for your mum?" Oh, yeah, which oh, was so lovely. Goodness. And to which Buzz said, "Oh, look, we just give her beers, and then she's really relaxed and lets us do whatever we want." Oh, not true! <laughs> <laughs> I don't even drink beer very rarely. <laughs> Awesome answer. I thought, well, it'd be true. I'd be like, oh, I don't care about school. But um, no. why would you say that to the paediatrician? <laughs> <laughs> and then we all laughed for oh, a long time. I know. That's brilliant. Yes. So oh, what made you laugh? Mine was last night. We were watching MasterChef and Millie and I are watching and I'm spending some time with her doing that in the yep. evenings. Yep. Even though I do really want to watch Lego Masters, but I'm, yep. she really loves MasterChef, so yep. I'm spending time with her. Anyway, one of the contestants very earnestly said they had a mystery box. So yes, they get yes, the, yes. You know, you know what that means. Yep. Anyway, and she says, her name is Sarah, oh, I've just always wanted to work with duck esophagus. Oh. <laughs> We just couldn't stop laughing after that and I just kept saying to Millie, oh, but I just can't wait to get duck esophagus once the pandemic's over. <laughs> we just kept saying it all night. It's been a dream of mine it's for years to work with duck. It's been a dream of mine to, to, to work duck. with duck esophagus. 
<laughs> anyway, then Molly comes in, esophagus, esophagus. She, you know, you can't say esophagus. And then Millie was like, so what's duck esophagus made of? And yeah. I said, oh, I'm not sure. Maybe it's like a muscle. And she's like, is it cartilage? Because if you're like, if I've got an esophagus and it has to cope with corn chips, then it has to be pretty tough. <laughs> And it just was one of those. So it was a learning lesson. It was a learning lesson <laughs> and it was quite hilarious. And in the end, she ended up burning the duck esophagus anyway. Oh, no. But, um, she ruined her dream. She ruined <laughs> Then Millie was like, where do you get ducks from to cook? She goes, do you just go to Ringwood Lake and get them out? Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, no, you don't get them from Ringwood Lake. <laughs> anyway, it was just fun and funny and, yeah. gosh, I love laughing with teenagers oh, when they're witty. They're the best. And, you know, I've just enjoyed that time with her. No, good. When she's kind of the last that gets my attention. Yep, yep. So, yeah. Oh, awesome. So good. See, we're still laughing, peas. Yeah, we can still find the joy. Yep, we can. Yeah. All right. So I think that is it for our episode for this week. Thank you so much, Karen, for taking the time. It's been a pleasure. Thank you both. Thank you, Karen. I'm just, uh, yep, so joyful to hear you and to know you're a P heading the best P organisation. Yeah. There's nothing better than that. No. We maybe will see you one day post-pandemic. You can come to one of our live shows. <laughs> if we ever do it. Front row. We'll give yep, you a free ticket front even. Row. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you, Karen. Thank you so much. See thank you. you. Bye. All right, bye. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.